game on podcast we're talking to charlie bill charlie bill hello how how are you how are you doing because like this week uh, it's been a bit wet and cold and i guess training in the wet and cold is a bit rubbish isn't it uh yeah i think i'm um i'm always the optimistic one the 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 one who um, i always think as a coach i always think if you go there arms crossed looking all cold then it will reflect on the players so we did we did have a running joke I did I was I was still in shorts for a long long while my, my trousers have come out now but I still have the same enthusiasm no matter what no matter what the weather although snow is potentially next week so we'll see if uh, if that does come and see see if I'm still as enthusiastic then. <laughs> <laughs> completely completely so a couple of things then we i'd like to talk about the ipswich game but actually firstly you mentioning shorts my pe teacher like is almost a running joke at schools like pe teachers almost have to wear shorts every day of the year and it's like a running like they just wear them whatever the weather so do you think that's the same principle right yeah we to be fair there are a few few staff and stuff that we try and keep them on for longer than then maybe should in the, in the winter. Um, I'm, I'm a bit half and half. I try and commit, but then very quickly, um, I, yeah, the trout has just come out. That's fair enough. Oh, we don't mind. Right. Um, unfamiliar territory playing at Newport Pagnell. It was a cup game as well. So lots of changes for lots of people, which wasn't a bad thing. Can it, so it made it more of a neutral game, surely? Yeah, I think sometimes, like I said, in terms of just, just the... Uh, the games that we've had, obviously, I think we've had five cup draws now and five draws at home. So obviously we, we have the luxury of playing out of stadium. But when fixtures aren't organised, um, sometimes there's stuff on on that day because we weren't meant to have a fixture. So sometimes it's nice to give back to a little bit to the community in terms of them having the, the gate receipts. And I think almost just under 130 people there. And 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 it was actually um, sometimes you get that real kind of FA um FA Cup atmosphere because the, the crowd is so close to the edge of the pitch almost and you can hear them I felt quite quite strange because I had them about 10 yards behind me which is always quite quite a strange feeling but no it, it was a really competitive game and and, and one uh, I think you probably would have seen down there Tuesday there was a lot of optimism from from the group of players even leaving that getting knocked out of the FA Cup isn't isn't nice but we knew when we when the draw come out in round one getting the highest ranked team in the competition it always was going to be a tough one it was it was a shame that we didn't get um a goal when when we were dominating on and on top because i think at any stage we would have got one we certainly would have had a lift from from the crowd and, and the confidence and, and and we had more than enough chances to to come out on top in that game but but that's why it's which is uh, are there and at the top of the league why they they're there because because they are ruthless when they get in in them key moments and they are a very young team as well. I mean, it's incredible seeing what is happening at Ipswich. I know we're we're talking about MK Dons on this podcast, but we can't help but see how what the FA are doing and what the support that Ipswich have, and the fact that they're full time, and they've, the fact they're a very young team, and they, it's like the, they've they've got like the whole of uh, Suffolk to <laughs> to pick players from to kind of like join their one team. That's that's got to say something about interestingly see where women's football is going and the investment that could be made like what was being made at Ipswich yeah and I think at, at Ipswich like I said uh, they are um they're a great case study of what they're doing um in terms of the the the, the money that they put into it like I said having that contact time and and, and sometimes you've just got to balance out that probably was was the telling factor in terms of winning that game of football maybe just that little bit of extra contact time that they have when you're looking at finishing chances, repetition probably they have over the week, and um, uh, and yeah, and I think that's where players 
understand that that little bit kind of golfing class in terms of the opportunity to train as much as they can. So coming away from that and actually being so close in that cup tie t- tells a lot because you can have everything, you can be we can given everything, but but to have that fight desire on the pitch, I think that matches a lot. And we always talk about the one percent here at MK because we know if we can get them one percent right, we can go and match anyone on our day. So so we took a lot of pride from that. And and can I just say, like having watched the the Cambridge game as well, and there was just seemed to be a marked difference. And we talked about this already in last in last week's podcast. The players seem to come in have got like it feels like there's a different air or attitude across the the team where whatever the score is and whatever's going on, people are still playing to win. Do you know what I mean? And not not the same that MK Dons were given up before then, but there's actually like it feels like a bit more of a team reliance. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of it's probably you you learn as I say through through winning games of football, winning games of football is great, but you often don't find a lot out potentially about individuals or let's say ourselves as coaching staff, when, when when you do lose games of football, you learn quite a lot. And, and like I said, sometimes it is that you lose sight in terms of the other stuff. So actually for, for, for us to have 11 players on that pitch to, to to work and kind of have that desire, well, well they've almost got to have that connection off the pitch. And, and like I said to you in that Cambridge game, we, we hammered a lot of that down through the, if we had a Sunday off, if, we we would say we did a, a Ryder Cup foot golf theme, which was just a great social, which had nothing real, uh, as I say, to do with football on that Sunday. Not a, um, a session. It was it was say bringing that together. We we had kind of a meal out, little bits like that that just they have really big impact on the pitch, and they might only seem like little things, but yeah, as you say, when you see that Cambridge game and even the Ipswich game, um, at no moment in leaving that game, ninety three minutes, it was still very very close and. Um, could have easily folded at two nil, but 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 didn't at all. Um, so yeah, I do, I do think we can take that that confidence in into the next block of games, which is going to be a be a be a crucial run up until Christmas. Right. So let's talk about that run of games that are coming up. So about some of the games that we can look forward to seeing. I caught up with Chloe Sampson, and she is a delight, Charlie. I mean, a bit, you'll hear the interview in just a moment, but the the chat that we had just a little bit off from that was. It was so lovely to see her back and so lovely to hear, you know, to hear her back on the pitch as well, because there's a she has that bit of a commanding force. And um, man, I was shocked. I, I honestly didn't know that she, this was a second child. Full credit to her, the, the hard work she's put in. Um, and it's almost like after her, her first child, we kind of got her under the radar a little bit in terms of uh, because she'd had a little what, bit of a while out of football. She's playing at real top level. And and as soon as we heard the opportunity to sign her, I think <laughs> I think she'll probably tell a story. I think she had, she had one session in with her and I was ringing her nonstop. We want you involved. We want you here. Um, and, and for her, it worked as well because having that game time, building that back in and and um, and then obviously, uh, unfortunately, we lost her to a second pregnancy. But but at the time that that felt um, that felt last Christmas. And and I think in, in her mind, actually, what was probably pleasing and, and as difficult as lockdown was for a lot of people um, she, where she didn't lose real to, because we had lockdown. We only had that one FA Cup tie. So for, for six months, actually, she missed one game of football, whereas in a normal season, it would have been 15, 20 games. So yeah. so actually probably fell out at quite a nice time. She's worked incredibly hard to get herself back in. Yeah, you just see on the pitch, off the pitch, the influence she has, the support she has. We've got two young keepers with with, with Amy and Darcy coming through our RTC. I think the support that she gives them, um, I think she's a character that everyone looks up to because of the information she gives. And, and she's a type of character that she can 
uh, say the stuff that needs to be done better, but she says it in a way that actually people will listen, respect that. But also, yeah, she um, she's got that element that, that if she sees something done well, she, she'll praise you. So she is a yeah fantastic individual. A great person to have back on the pitch. Uh, next week, we're going to talk to her goalkeeping coach, Evan, and he's funny as, right? Um, um, I, love, I love him. Just such a real delight, I'm sure, to have around um, uh, MK Don's ladies. And it's just, he's just really good. Let's talk to Chloe now. Uh, this is the conversation that I had with her at the training pitch on Tuesday. So I'm uh, here at the training ground. I'm with Chloe Sampson. First of all, welcome back to MK Don's Football. It feels like forever that you'd gone. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming coming back, to be fair. Um, it's nice to be back now. Uh, it has it has taken a while. Uh, obviously, I mean, going back to last season, it was a bit of a start to the season for us. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be back. Nice to be in, in and around the environment. Nice to be back with the girls. A bit more motivation to get back to it. Um, just can't really, really can't wait to get started. Yeah, and secondly, obviously, congratulations on the birth of your second child. Right, this, and I, for some reason, I thought it was your first, and then <laughs> it turns out it was it's like your second. I went, what? What is she doing? Yeah, it's um, it's my second one. So my my eldest is two now, uh, and then obviously, little one came in September as well. So. Yeah, I got two of them. I mean, wouldn't change it for the world. And a lot of people say, oh, once you've got them, you're out of the game kind of thing. But it was always in my head to come back. And it, to be honest, it was a lot of proving people wrong that I would come back. Uh, it's not a case that, I'll, like, in women's football, once you have kids, that's game over kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is nice to be back. And it has been tough. And obviously, with the first one, it was a lot, a lot more difficult. Uh, obviously, after having a C-section, but yeah, I've come back once. I'll come back twice. So let's go back a bit because obviously, watching the men's game, you don't see guys having like maternity leave, or even if they had paternity leave, you wouldn't even notice they'd stop their sub like for two weeks or something. Yeah. But is there pressure in the female game to wait to have babies or to leave it for a bit? I, I don't know the culture. Um, a lot of people say that obviously once once you have kids and. And once you put yourself in that position, then it is hard to come back. And a lot of people say that, oh, you won't come back. Um, but to me, there's no reason why you can't. Um, it, it was a case that I knew it was going to be tough. And I knew I was going to be in a completely different situation to I've ever been before. Um, but with a lot of support, like family and the clubs around you, there is no reason why you can't. Yeah. Under 23's England goalkeeper at one point. Yeah. Um, is that something you'd long to go back to do? Or? I mean, I would love to. Um, it, it, it would always be on the cards and it would be a dream. Uh, but it is, a, it is a long way away right now. Um, right now, it is just a case of me trying to get back fit for, for club football first. But yeah, I would never say no. Uh, I'd always push myself to, to get as hard as I could. So who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. And you've been there before with some of the other clubs um, and you play for a lot of clubs, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Surely you've learned lots from different players and lots of um, people you've worked with before? Yeah, 100%. Um, for, for me, it was a case of, I moved away from home when I was 15 uh, to pursue football. So I moved up to Reading when I was 15 and my family still lived down in Bournemouth. Uh, so it was, it was tough, but I mean, when you've got eyes set on a dream, then that's what you follow. And then, obviously, 
obviously living in Reading, I then went to Brighton, was at Millwall, uh, and now London City Lionesses. Um, so yeah, I have I have been here, there and everywhere to be honest. Uh, and I mean, some clubs are a little bit more professional than others, but you get a massive insight when you've been to those clubs before. Uh, so I, I think a case of just coming here, was a, it was a case of bringing my experiences um, and what I've what I've experienced in the game, and try and help help other players along with like help the club get to where we want to get to. Um, and I think we've got, like the club has everything to get well where they want to get to. Uh, it's just a case of time and, and working on it, but there's no reason why we can't. The one thing I was, um, when I saw you play uh, a couple of seasons ago, not this season, season you used to shout a lot. Um, and I've got to be honest with you, I loved it because it felt like um, you were someone that liked, liked FIFA. I don't know if you do, but like you were controlling, you could see what was going on and you can control and we could hear Chloe. And, and is that something you learned somewhere else or? I mean, it's always been a massive part of my game, to be honest. Uh, a lot of people say that I don't shut up, um, which is probably true. Uh, but for me, being a goalkeeper, that's the main part of your game. Um, you need to talk to everyone in front of you. I mean, you can see the whole the whole pitch. Uh, so every bit of information that you can give will help every player on the pitch. Um, and to be fair, like when I've come back, the girls have said like that's one thing that they've missed. It's nice to hear, um, but for me, being a goalkeeper, that is one of the main aspects that you need in your game. So uh, I guess I've just built on it as, as I've gained those experiences. But but yeah, definitely, I'm talking. Obvious question, how do you not shut your eyes when the ball's coming towards you? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just get used to it, to be honest. I mean, a lot of people say you're mad for being a keeper. And I mean, we'll all say it. Every keeper will say they're mad. Um, but you do it because you love it, so why not? Always a goalkeeper. I mean, were you like when they looked around at school, and when you were in those like lower clubs, you know, where, when you were the uh, the boys playing up until like you were, t I think it was twelve. Yeah. yeah. Um, were you the goalkeeper then, or was that? I, I, to be fair, I've always been a keeper. Really. Um, I mean, I started out at younger ages on pitch, um, and then obviously playing with boys, you get chucked in goal one weekend, and you you end up sticking there. To be honest, um, my brother was a goalkeeper as well, so it just came kind of running the family to be honest um, and yeah I've stuck there ever since I mean I probably wouldn't change now because I absolutely hate running so I really wouldn't change for anything but that doesn't mean that being a goalkeeper is easy at all because it ain't. No 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 totally. Who inspires you to be a good goalkeeper? Who, who are the goalkeepers that you look at and go wow I just love their action I, I just almost want to emulate something of who they are but be yourself as well. I mean growing up it was always a case of I mean, being young, it was a case of um, Peter Michael and stuff like that. Um, on the women's side, it was probably Rachel Brown Finnis. Uh, she was around kind of when I was growing up um, and playing then. But now you, you see you see a lot of them. You see the likes of like Ellie Roebuck coming through, um, Tani McKeever, all the younger keepers now coming through, and you see them pushing the England ranks now. Um, and it's just nice to see a lot of younger girls getting involved and. And actually standing in goal because nine times out of ten people look at it and think, oh, a boy will go in goal. So it is just nice to see. So Great inspiration, though, from looking at other people. And you must be really inspired by looking at what England are doing at the moment and how well the England ladies are doing, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, to be honest, since I've been involved with like, England youth age groups, you see it come, coming on massively. Um, I mean, when I was there, it was a massive eye-opener going up to St. George's Park, being involved in the camp. And that's something you don't take for granted. 
because it doesn't come around often. Um, so obviously, when you when you do get called up, you you do make the most of it. Um, but yeah, the games come on massively, and I mean, since I'm 25, so since I was 14, 15, you, you've seen a massive increase in in participation and. And even like the players getting called up, it's so nice to see like the younger players now getting a chance. Um, so yeah, it has, it has come on leaps and bounds, but I mean, in years to come, it's only going to get better and better. Just talking to LB earlier about the whole idea that in five years' time, even people from this league, you know, could be playing England, play, yeah, play for England. And why not? Why, why shouldn't that be that opportunity when I'm sure there are England scouts going out and about looking around some of our, all the clubs as well, because you see it in you know championship don't you yeah, in, the, in the men's league as well so yeah there's no reason why not and and to me that's why I, I, sh I always say that you should never say never because you don't know what's around the corner um, you don't know who's going to get that call up there is always unexpected turns um, so to me for me you work hard and you see what's around the corner so so 100% fit are we getting 100% fit um, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm 100% fit now at all. Um, I mean, I've still got a long way to go, to be honest. Uh, I mean, to get back to where I was probably about four years ago, before having the first one, yeah. um, would, would be amazing. Um, and that is my aim. I don't feel like I proper, properly got fully fit after having Louis, my first child. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to get back to where I was about four years ago when I was training full-time and stuff like that. Um, so that is on the cards, hopefully. And it will take time and it will take hard work, but it's something I'm willing to do. So fingers crossed it won't be too long. <laughs> your parents were very dedicated for you and your brother. Yeah. Football games, driving you places. What on earth have you learnt from them that you're going to instil in your own children? Oh, just, just the support of of giving you your child I mean yeah I mean ha just having him at the games like both both kids have come to every game so far that I've played and it, just having them on the sideline means everything um, but yeah just the support and I'm sure I mean me and my partner are both foot, like football orientated so I'm sure they'd be involved somewhere along the line but it's just that support that you have for them and you, you do anything for your kids so yes. so yeah I'm sure I'm sure every parent would say the same but okay. it is something to look forward to. So. Brilliant. Clay Sampson, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Right, last. So Charlie, Chloe Sampson, a formidable character, as we've already mentioned, but um, um, again, great to see her back onto the pitch. And she's getting fitter, right? She even said that she's not 100% just yet, but she's definitely on her way. And I, I think just to have that safe pair of hands on the uh, on the pitch. And Amy's done a brilliant job, by the way, but there's, there's, Chloe's just different, that's all. Yeah, no, and I think, um, like I said, the, the experience that, that, that Chloe has built up, um, Amy hasn't had quite that experience yet. Um, and, and that's where they, they, they come kind of hand in hand and work so well together. And I think, like I said, Amy is a fantastically talented keeper. Um, Amy's got so much time ahead of her as well. And I think working alongside an individual like Chloe, um, even as a coaching member of staff, I, I can learn a lot from Chloe as well in terms of some of the information she gives on the pitch. I, I would I sometimes have to organise or, or adjust things actually I think the Ipswich game there was a goal kick where she was organising the back forward and midfield and, and actually to have it from a player on the pitch it's, it, it's so valuable 
um and and, and yeah we, we are so pleased to have her around and and constantly um wanting to push herself wanting to challenge other individuals as well which is yeah which is only going to get us better you either the hero or the say then the savior or everyone remembers the goal going in right yeah and i think it is the pressures of, of a keeper because you can pull off one unbelievable moment but in a in a space of 30 seconds if you if you drop it in your own net that's that's forgotten about and and I think, yeah, it's such a such a difficult position in terms of the pressures of it because you can have a goal scorer that might score one goal in a game, win the game, but have eight or nine chances, but but they'll be forgotten about. And and then um, on on the flip side, actually, yeah, with the keeper, you for ninety minutes you have to stay so focused because the the pressures that you that you have um, in, in that position. Let's talk about the game for this Sunday. It's behind closed doors. Is that because there wasn't enough notice and it's that's why it's behind closed doors is that the reason why or uh no so the reason why is we were actually so this was something we we'd, we'd already pre-organized so with the Berks and Bucks County Cup um we actually there's there's more flexibility of where to hold it so we can we actually use out of Fairfields for our Berks and Bucks County Cup games obviously okay. in the earlier rounds of the competition um so so obviously the longer it gets in obviously potentially semi-finals and and, uh, and finals then obviously that will look different but yeah it's just where we can have that flexibility obviously you've, you've been been down a Fairfields and it's very close to being there and and fully fully functional um but that's just the reason why. So we'll have to keep people updated because, again, we, it's, it's going to be actually a really, really tough test on, on Sunday. And we're going to play a good, real young side who are going to be technically very good. So I think um, before a league game next week, because um, we've had Keensham now put in away next week in the league, actually, that's going to be a really good test for us to, uh, to challenge us for, for, the, for the week after. Perfect. Cannot wait. And a semi-final place up for grabs. Um, yeah, and, and and obviously um, holding because it didn't the competition didn't run last year. Actually, being the holders of it, there's there's almost that added pressure because teams want to want to beat you and want to beat the the team who are holding that that competition. And um, I think that was one of my first experiences of when we're managing here. We 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 won the final, beat beat, beat Cheshire four two, and, and it was a, it was a really good occasion um, on a Thursday evening. And and yeah, you don't forget winning cup finals. So so hopefully, yeah, we can we can get ourselves there. Perfect. We can't wait. Um, a final and a cup would be a, a, a another a brilliant addition uh, to our trophy cabinet, right? Yeah, no, I think it would be. And I think, yeah, uh, cup finals get you so motivated as players. And, and um, yeah, let's hope that, that journey starts from, from Sunday. So we've got a few games at home, a few games on the trot, which is going to be good because we've had a bit of a stop start, haven't we, over the last sort of months or so, right? And it's, it's, and it's a shame that we've missed a few games where things didn't happen because the momentum was building then. But you feel like, like I said to you earlier, the the team feel very focused, the team feel very together and the team are ready to keep on winning. And um, having a quick chat with Laura at training ground, LB, and she's well and truly pumped and she knows that the, the, the other ladies are as well. So tell us about some of the games you're looking forward to coming up. Yeah, well, I think we, we we don't forget about the cup competitions, um, of course, but we now know we 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 go three league games before Christmas. Um, we've got Plymouth and, and Keensham that that are well kind of around us, and and then Plymouth at Portsmouth, sorry, who are who are uh, again a good quality side that we we know from last year. Um, but I think yeah, we're excited about them um, because we feel to say we we've got some fantastic opportunities to pick up some points now um, and and use that momentum that we then that we've got. Um, obviously, a uh, cup tie against Southampton within there and 
and um, yeah, a competition that we've 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 had two fantastic wins in already. So uh, again, uh, I think at this stage in cup competitions, like the same with Ipswich, Southampton are up there as well, and they they actually play each other this weekend, the top two. Um, but actually, you, you know what? When when you go and play a top side, you can actually have a little bit of go go there with with, with no fear and 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 have that kind of um same approach as we did to Ipswich because it's not like I said to him on Sunday, it's not like three points are on the line here. If you don't perform you go out of the cup. It's it's kind of the end of that. So you can actually go and and and, and play with a little bit less fear and, and and go and enjoy the occasion. But um yeah hopefully a positive result going into Keensham next week because I know everyone's so focused for that one to really stamp our our mark on the league and and um and after Christmas I think the games come thick and fast every single week and we've got one until March and we've got some midweek ones in there as well London Bees and Oxford so so yeah I think if we can start that now into Christmas um Plymouth the last one that'd be a real real good send off before before we start with Harrow in in January which again in and around us so we could start the, uh, the, the start of the the, the, season, the the year quite well but we're not looking too far ahead at this moment no I know but we all like to wish right so um but let's get let's get through the cup let's get to the semi-final um this coming Sunday that's what I hope for come on you Johns um that's what we're singing from the uh, that's what I'm singing I'll tell you what you'd be glad that I wasn't at Newport Packham then if you were that close to the crowd because man alive I like to be the 12th player I mean I'm there shouting uh, for MK Dons and, if, and I'm sorry if you if you listen to this podcast and you hear who's that guy shouting it's me because I'm just like I'm pumped I'm pumped for you guys um right Charlie enjoy the weekend enjoy the game behind the um, locked doors we're going to look forward to listening to Chris um Motti's mic who's going to produce um, produce some great commentary so we can uh, have a little listen to what's going on as well and um you enjoy the weekend we'll catch up next week uh, before next week's game and reflect on the cup yeah and hopefully like I said a really good performance like I said um yeah, please do listen to Chris if you get the opportunity because he has some fantastic commentary. I think games like today, uh, Sunday, sorry, when um when when it is behind closed doors, I think um yeah he he does a great job for us. Um so yeah, it will shame that you're not there because we do I do have a nice smile on my face when we hear you from uh, from across the the stadium. But but yeah um yeah hopefully into the next round and 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 looking towards Kingship next week. Charlie Bill, thank you for being on this week's Game On podcast. Oh, <laughs>